Hello and welcome to the Hash Rugby Chat. Um, who are the real Rugby World Cup contenders? Yes, that's what we're going to be talking about tonight on Hash Rugby Chat. Hi, I'm Paul, the guy behind Driving More, your best place for rugby predictions and opinion. Now, um, it's been a bit of a comedy of errors, to be honest with you, because here I am on my own. Steve is um, is is struggling with his password and Ashwin is getting himself a beer. So as soon as Ashwin sits down with his spates, it's going to be spates versus um, versus Moa Alrighty. tonight. Moa. Yeah, we are, we're, we're, we're live. Um, we're live. Spates. Right. So Mate. welcome, Ashwin, folks. Welcome. Say hello to Ashwin. Hello, Ashwin. Say hello, hello. to people. Hello, people. <laughs> People, people who know Cheers, people. Right then, let's crack on. Hopefully, Steve will join us when he uh, figures out his password. Can't remember his password. But um, let's kick off. Um, obviously, a uh, massive weekend of rugby. But first off, um, we had the Rugby World Cup qualification repechage that's bringing everyone up to speed. Obviously, we talked last week how Canada had beaten Kenya with a bonus point. Hong Kong, pardon me, lost to Germany. Um, Hong Kong then beat Kenya by a bonus point as well, and then Canada beat Germany by a uh, bonus point. So, um, the uh, so, so yes, yeah, so there we are. Uh, that's, that's so currently uh, Canada top the table on ten points. Hong Kong have five points, Germany have four, and Kenya have zero. So, with one game to go, Germany and Kenya cannot qualify for the Rugby World Cup. It comes down to that game that I thought was going to be the crunch game of the uh, competition before it started, which was which is Hong Kong versus Canada, or 22 in the world versus 21 in the world. Um, it's, uh, it's, 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 what are you laughing at, Ashwin? Oh, this is just like, you know, you know, the fact that it's 21 versus 22. It's, you know, it's perfect. It is. Yeah, there's, yeah, yeah. Um, it's going to come down to that. And uh, so what Hong Kong need to do, Hong Kong need to get five points from this. A try bonus points. They have to score four, four tries and obviously win the game. And they need to stop Canada from getting either a try bonus point or a losing bonus point. Um, and then if, if Hong Kong get five points and Canada get nothing, then Hong Kong will be in the Rugby World Cup. Um, so yes, it's all down to this one. So, um, Ashwin, how do you see it going? Canada. <laughs> <laughs> wow. Short show tonight, isn't it? One word answers. <laughs> <laughs> oh, look, I, I think when you look at the scores and the games and that have preceded this game between Canada and Hong Kong, um, Canada's sort of been a little, well, better than the rest, basically. And so looking at that, I sort of think that they should, they should comfortably, um, have this one over Hong Kong. Yeah. Um, I think one of the things we need to be, be aware of, though, is that Hong Kong uh, rested a bunch of players against Germany when they shouldn't have done. They uh, took that one a bit lightly, um, which was which was which, in retrospect, was really very well foolish, um, to put it nicely. Um, and yeah, we'll see how it pans out. But you've got to, you're, you're right. Canada have uh, are, are in the uh, the box seat, uh, and you'd be looking at them just to go out there, get four tries, and then say, yeah, who cares about the rest of the game? Just sit back and have a beer, basically. Have a beer. Exactly. Cheers. Um, I was going to say evening all in the chat uh, with some really bad spelling, but there you go. Um, so that's basically that's that's the repechage piece out of the way. Um, moments of the weekend for you. What was your 
obviously we had the uh, uh, obviously Ireland beating New Zealand was a big moment. But for me, in some ways, the best tries were in the uh, Scotland um, South Africa game. Yeah, look, I mean, an interesting game that one. Although I've, I really, I have, I have to be honest, I didn't see the whole game, but um, I, I caught bits and pieces of it, and um, it was just. Every time you sort of think, oh, yep, South Africa's now sort of going to score a couple of tries and this will get comfortable, back came South Scotland. Um, and so it was to and fro, basically one scores, then the other scores. So fantastic game. And then, as you say, the, the tries that were scored in the game were fantastic. You know, just, yeah, top shelf. Yeah, I mean, there was a decent one the other weekend by France. Uh, sorry, by um, uh, Colby against France, I think it was. Um, and, and France put, yes. put, pulled off a pulled off a couple, um, but you've got to say yeah that that's that this, the, this the tries between Scotland uh, and South Africa were but from both sides um, were were cracking. I think Jesse Creel got the first one for South Africa, um, Henri Pollard got one, and then uh, a couple from um, from Scotland as well. Um, I mean South Africa. I mean last year we're talking about them drawing, or sort of um, sort of losing to Italy two years ago and. This kind of stuff, they really have come on leaps and bounds, haven't they? The Russi factor. <laughs> so I, what... That's all you can. I mean, like obviously they've, you know, part of Russi Erasmus um, getting the coaching role I, I, was the, you know, um, demanding is probably a bit strong, but I can't think of the right word at the time to- at the moment. But getting those European players involved in the South African mix um, at international level. Um, and that's obviously, that is definitely paying some dividends with the players that they are able using now, bringing into the squad. Um, and, you know, when you look at it, Faf didn't play this weekend, I believe, if I'm, I think I got that right. Um, and, yeah, so in the building squad depth as well. Uh, so they're just building. They're on the up. Yeah, exactly. They're they, with some... Faf wasn't there, as you say. He was back with um, with Sale Sharks, and uh, which yeah, it, it all feels a bit strange when um, players are going back to their uh, back to their clubs halfway through international window. Um, clearly, there are various deals there to make sure he gets uh, his nice payday uh, that he want. That, that the whole reason that he's in Europe for. So. Yeah, it's all well, in a fact, bit. In fact, it's um, not my my understanding. It's not the payday. Um, the, well, his payday. He's obviously getting paid. There's no doubt about that. And he's also on a good contract. There's no doubt about that. But um, it, it came down to the fact that for him to be able to be available for the South Africa Rugby Championship games, um, which were um, outside of the international window, um, they did a deal with Sale um, that would allow Fuff to be released for the rugby uh, for the um, rugby championship games, and but in return, um, in this international window, South Africa would actually give them give FAF back to sale when they didn't have to. Uh, all a bit of a um, the uh, bit, all, all, all a bit of a mess, isn't it? Really, um, mm-hmm. the um, <laughs> but yes, oh no, it's uh, and we've got to um. Uh, you two can be a guru say, saying hello from when I used to be on uh, on Blab. But so uh, yes, good to see you here. Thank you very much for popping in and saying hello um, on the uh, on the old Periscope because we are live not only on YouTube but also live on Twitter as well. So you can get uh, in touch with us on both of those. 
Um, yeah, I, I really need to sit down and, and, to, and get someone on from, from South Africa to explain to us what Razzie's done. Uh, but as you say, getting Dwayne Vermeulen, getting Faf back, um, and being able to play uh, Willie LaRue. I mean, Willie LaRue looks so calm and collected uh, in that game. Yeah, um, it, 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 yeah was, he does. It, it's, uh, uh, I, I, I thought he was a little bit overrated uh, before he went to Europe. Um, but now I'm, I'm a bit, bit of a bit of a convert now to his um, just the, yeah, the, the the calming presence he brings at the back there. Which uh, I remember when you talk to uh, um, I think it was Wales that was there. Uh, and they were just talking about how Lee Halfpenny just does not make mistakes, and that's in some ways that's what you want from your fullback is someone who just does not make mistakes rather than uh, someone who makes um, makes errors and uh, he does flashy things, but not necessarily every time. Um, yeah, absolutely. Just making the right call at the right time, and um, yeah, it doesn't get it wrong. And you know, it's great confidence boost for the the fourteen players that will be in front of you when you receive that deep kick, um, and you take that right option, whether it's to bring it back into traffic or to kick for territory, kick for touch, making that right call, coming into the line on attack at the right time. And it was interesting this game. Again, one of the features of the um, Island All Blacks game that we'll, we'll talk about more obviously tomorrow night um, on the All Blacks edition was the, the fact that there was very little long distance territory kicking. It was all contestable kicks. Whereas we in this game we did have some of that, uh, as you say, that long distance kicking and, and making that right call when when you get it. Um, one of the things that came up in this one from the commentators, which I found interesting, I mean, so the yellow card for Willie Larue. Um, and to be honest with you, I thought that was extremely harsh because, um, yeah, I thought he could have that 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 was a a proper kind of yeah, that that was a real attempt to try and catch it. Um, nah, I'll disagree with you. I, I actually saw that part and I thought, no, nah, that's by today's standards, um, the the chances it was a genuine attempt, but the chances of him regathering that ball were less than fifty fifty. Uh, okay. Um, so it was definitely a genuine attempt, but the the view now is that you can make a genuine attempt, but unless you've got a more than fifty, you know, if you've got a uh, you've got to have a ninety percent, hundred percent chance almost uh, of regathering that ball as an intercept. Otherwise, you're basically um, knocking the ball out of a genuine attacking opportunity for your opposition. Yeah, well, okay, I, I thought it was harsh. Normally when you hit it up in the air and you're kind of running underneath it, you've got a chance of collecting it, so therefore um, they can't count that as a normal, as, as, a, as an attempt rather than a, a knockdown um, as such. But what? But the, the interesting point here is that you get yellow cards for knocking on deliberately from passes, but when you're going to receive a kick, you never get yellow carded for a deliberate knock-on when you're jumping up in the air and just have one hand to try and disrupt the other player trying to catch it. And that, I thought, was yeah, a bit... Well, um, well, I suppose, to put it technically, well, not technically, but what you're talking about is just basically waving a hand in the air like you just don't care um, yeah. and, and trying to disrupt the individual as opposed to making a genuine attempt at catching the ball. But yeah, but, but, but when you do it from kicks and you're, trying, and you're yes. chasing a kick, um, you, you, it, it's always given as, a, as an accidental. Like it's never given as yeah. a deliberate knock-on. Um, and it's yeah. definitely, and it's definitely never. So it's it's never yellow carded. So it's never penalty. It's never penalty. Um, no, no, no. And there is definitely some case where you could actually say, 
hang on a second, that's so deliberate, that should even be, be a yellow. Yeah. Look, um, you know, just, just on the Willy Willy LaRue, um, incident, is this like with unbiased rugby setting saying penalty, not yellow card. The problem is, is that if it's a penalty, it is a yellow card because in that situation, Scotland has an overlap, which means that they're on the attacking front foot. That's why you, it's, it's sort of like seen as a, a cynical event and therefore the, the yellow card comes along with it. Because they did actually have a good opportunity if that ball goes to hand on the outside. They did. And I mean, another, another, I mean, this, is, this is a totally different um, question, but why any penalty for deliberate high tackle, um, but yellow cards for deliberate knock on? Uh, no, I think you, you do get yellow cards for high tackles, um, and red cards, uh, plus, um, it's, it, but also it's the, the, the reason they're doing yellow cards for deliberate knock-ons is because they want to encourage attacking rugby, um, and discourage cynical play. Um, play. so that's. And, and there is yellow cards for, um, deliberate high tackles. But what started to happen now is that apart from when that sort of like the head of sacrosanct type scenario first came in, we had players, the attacking players sort of bending down and ducking into a tackle. They're taking that into account now. So, but if you have a player straight that's basically running into the tackle, hasn't bent down, and the defending player does make direct contact with the head as the first point of contact, that will most likely end up in a yellow card. Or red, yep. Or red, yes, depending or on the, red. Depending yep. on the element of, with, of the with, amount of force. With, with force directly to the head, Red card. <laughs> so, were there any other games you wanted to get into or have a quick chat about? Um, uh, okay. I, I, you know, it's it's interesting. It's I was like these last couple of weekends is I've never done this before. It's never happened for this way. And the fact is that my son and they're watching there. <laughs> we finish. We're watching one game, and as soon as one game finishes, there's, there's another one started on another Sky New Zealand channel or one about to start, and it just blurs. And it's sort of like, and being an old person like me, my short-term memory actually um, it forgets things. And to ask me in a month's time, and it's just like, oh, yeah, that happened, this happened. But it's just like, at the moment, it's just like, um, yeah, it's hard to remember all the rugby that I watch, apart from the fact is that I reckon the quality of the games is great. You know, you're not really seeing dud games. I'm, I'm, that's, I'm maybe, maybe because it's just live, so some of it may be a bit um, boring if you're watching it as a replay or something like that, or you know the result. But watching it live, the the, the games just seem like really good games to watch. I caught a bit of the France Argentina game as well, and that was tight and tense for, for a fair bit too. Yeah, I mean, so, so some of the kind of the the, the highlight games. Italy 7, Australia 26. And that sounds like a blowout. But yep. Italy had two disallowed tries before Australia had actually scored one. And Yeah. Know, right? No, sorry, I was just, Australia didn't score until about 30 minutes into the game. Yes, I mean, that was, yeah, it, it, say, it sounds like a blowout, but that was actually a lot tighter than, 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 uh, than it looks. Um, Wales 74, Tonga um, 24. And again, you think, well, totally domination. That was 24 all, not long after half time. Um, so that was. <laughs> hey, Wales yeah, well, went, well, Wales let's back the track up here early here. Beep, beep, beep. So 
Wales scored uh, 50 points in sort of 30 minutes. So, to, yeah, so, so Wales scored 24 points to take a 24-0 lead. Yep. Tonga came back and scored 24 points. I think it was, um, so there were something like 24-19 at halftime and they uh, scored a try just after halftime um, to make it 24-all. Uh, and then they got tired and Wales just ran away with it. Um, also, they put on a couple of tries and then the last sort of sort of 15 or so, or so minutes, or 15 or 20 minutes, yeah, Tonga were just like, yeah, I'm not going to chase that one now. It's all over. <laughs> it's interesting you say Tonga got tired because you sort of think these days in a um, uh, professional environment, you know, where, where the Tongan players are playing for professional teams, so you think that the fitness levels are going to be a lot better than, say, let's go back if that was a Wales Tonga game in the late eighties. I think they might have also been found they got dispirited rather than necessarily tired. Um, but yeah, very much like we see with the Argentinians, eh? Pardon? Very much like we see with the Argentinians yeah. at times, where yeah. they fight well for sixty minutes and then that last twenty things might not go their way, and yeah, they just seem to lose focus or lose heart, and the score blows out. Yep. Um, so England beat Japan 35-15. So again, you think, oh, easy game. Japan were leading 15-10 at halftime. <laughs> um, and didn't score in the second half. Um, yeah, we've talked about Scotland. Um, South Africa was a close game. Um, Ireland, New Zealand, obviously. Uh, and then uh, France, Argentina, 28-13. But you say that was, again, was a tight game um, for, for quite a bit of it. One of the things that, um, just from what, what you're just going over those scores, what you do see is that, um, you know, with the Tier 1 nations, um, with the full-strength team, very competitive, you know, you know, top-notch, right? Um, able to compete, one, two, three, four, they're all very, could beat each other on the day, as we saw with the Ireland All Blacks game. Where those teams, apart from the All Blacks, seem to have the issues is when they get down and really down in their depth. When they start get to their, let's call it their second 15, um, then the quality is still is the depth isn't really quite there. And you see, and, and the Japan-England game is probably a good example of that. They, it's when the, um, when the, when the first stringers came on in the second half and uh, they got control again with the game. Yeah, and there's, that. there's also an element of, of combinations, is that teams just don't, is that um, how well drilled are you so you can slot people in. I mean, we saw Ireland take Italy to the cleaners um, in a pre, uh, um, in, in, in the in sort of a, a pre-window game. Uh, so I think when when we see Ireland play the USA next weekend, they'll they will again it'll be their second string side. But I think you'll yeah. I think you'll find they will um, they'll, they'll 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 very they'll be up to speed pretty quickly. I think they're, they're thinking up the USA. Um, I'm sort think. of thinking Ireland against Argentina a few weeks ago, where Argentina really sort of Gave Ireland again, probably for about sixty minutes anyway, <laughs> a good run, um, and and sort of like you know you would that 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 Ireland team that beat the All Blacks, if that was rolled out against um, Argentina, you'd expect them to just roll them, you know, to do them quite easily. Well, I think there's only probably two changes, uh, maybe maybe three, one 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 through injury, um, yep. otherwise, and and then two, uh, then outside centre and fullback. Were were were, um, uh, were tactical changes to make it full strength okay. side. 
but um, oh. otherwise I think it was pretty much the same the same team. The I think what it was was that was their first game together since um, since uh, June, since yep. the June tour window test window, and so yeah, that was getting their their, their the rustiness their rustiness out, out of the way with Argentina being fully. I mean, they, they just come off the back of every championship. Um, they're up to speed yep. already. Um, off the back of a Super Rugby competition and a championship. Well, you can say that. <laughs> you, you can blame tiredness if you want to, but uh, but as but as far as rest- oh, no, no, I wasn't saying no, no, I wasn't saying tiredness. I was sort of just saying you know more, more combination on combination. They've, they've oh, not yeah. just had international games together; they've actually had Super Rugby games together as well to build those combinations. And it's the same coach. Um, and, uh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so. Um, so yes, I mean they 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 they're fully up to speed, and a couple of other ones in there that that, that, that were blowouts. I mean Uruguay seven, Fiji sixty eight, uh, Chile nil, the Maori All Blacks seventy three, Paraguay twenty two, South American fifteen seventy three. So we did have our blowouts as well. Um, but as you say, this window has been really really competitive in a lot of these games, um, which has been very impressive. Which really sort of like I, I think. Um... Uh, the uh, the fact that they've been so close is really sort of um, leading into the World Cup for next year really well. I mean, I, I'm I'm more it's just that that anticipation and excitement for next year in Japan is just building. And after the All Blacks got beaten on um, on the weekend, it's even more so. As some of the players said, that's going to be some that's going to be a uh, I can't remember the exact words that they use, but something along the lines of a stone in their stomach. Or in their shoe, or whatever the term is. Yeah, all summer until they get to face them again at whatever stage it is in the uh, World Cup, whether it's a quarter final or in the final. Yep, if at all. If at all, Ireland have not got past the quarter final before, but this is the, this is this is a different Ireland side. Let's be honest. Yes, um, absolutely. So yeah, so that's most of the stuff from the weekend. Then, so after all that, then, and you've you've, you've started talking about the Rugby World Cup, but. Obviously, you're not going to be able to watch it because there's no fibre in um, Auckland. Uh, so, you're, so, you, so you're only going to get to watch games on delay on TV3. Um, I've got 48 boxes of wheat picks. That's lots of fibre. <laughs> but who are the real rugby, rugby World Cup contenders? Then? I mean, obviously, we just talked about two teams we think would make the final, which is New Zealand and Ireland. So they're both con- they're real contenders. Um, but as you say, there is an element of any given Sunday. So which other which other teams do you reckon can um, can cause those upsets that could uh, be a bit of a fly in the ointment? I, I think that you know when you look at for me the top three there's top three nations at the top which are sort of equal favourites with the the recent Test matches that have been and that's obviously the um, Ireland and the All Blacks um, and the third one for me is South Africa. Um, I think that the quality of rugby that they're playing currently um, is is up there as well. Um, they they had that win against the All Blacks in Wellington, which now in the light of the loss for the All Blacks on the weekend is is something that um, is also you know should be included in the mix. So for me, those are the top three teams. But out of that, when you're looking at yep, I'll stop. You'll stop. Yep, stop there. Um, but South Africa did lose to England at Twickenham as well. So. Um, I, 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 yeah, I, I don't think um, and no fifth. The, I if we're going to get down to just, I mean, we could also say England were missing both Vanapola's injured. The, um, true, true. 
uh, and Rob Shaw also injured. Um, so they were missing five or six first choice players as well. So um, just saying you're missing Faf isn't, uh, you, you can't say Ireland were missing Murray against um, New Zealand and they still went on, on and won. You, you can't be, you can't, you can't just rely on, um, on one player. We're talking about squads here rather than necessarily first 15s. Yeah, sure. Um, sure. So I, yeah, I, I still think South Africa are um, a step below Ireland and, um, and New Zealand. Uh, and the, and, and someone like Wales to me, who have quietly gone about their business, sure, uh, um, have beaten Scotland, beaten Australia. Um, they probably had Tonga at the weekend. They've got South Africa coming up this weekend. Um, to me, Wales, I think, are, 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 the, are the quiet um, underdog, oh, the, so the, the quiet team heading into the World Rugby World Cup that could be, uh, that's, that's in that next crowd. Well, I was sort of thinking if we, if we like, you've got, Okay, so just going back to South Africa, it's just to me that they're building though. There's something happening, and, and it's building. They're um, they're also in a situation where they're in those combinations together. You know, there's players that they're bringing off the bench, or like I, I think Steinman actually started on the weekend. But I mean, that guy's some sort of science sort of experiment. When you look at him, he's it's just a massive man, and it's just um. And, and he's, you know, they're starting, South Africa are starting to get players in that squad that aren't the old South African players. When you go back to even, you think about how, um, Victor Matfield and great player that he was, but he didn't run around as a lock like the locks that they've got at the moment are running around. You know, athletic, able to do passing of the ball and that sort of thing. So it's just to me, there's, there's some, there's a vibe. It's Marbo. It's everything about um, something about South Africa that they just seem to be bu- bu- um, building and, um, and and sort of just getting better as they go along. I, I agree with you. They they lost to England. All Blacks only just beat England. So um, there's there's a lot of close things. It's just that there's something for me personally that I think some there's South Africa's building something. Oh, don't get me wrong. I think they are building. I just don't think mm. they. Are, I don't. I just, um, I would just say that, and I I would. Um, I will put them amongst my uh, um, next group. Can, can, yeah, pe- people who are. I, 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 I think I think we've basically got two teams who are probably going to win it, which is New Zealand and Ireland. They'll probably yep. be one of those two. And then I think we've got a group after that of a, of, of a few teams that could do it. And then I think we've got a bunch mm-hmm. of others that really are total outsiders. To me, yeah, absolutely. Um, yeah, yep. And I, I, I yeah, I, I put South Africa in that could group rather than probable group um, at the moment. Uh, I mean, one of the things that no one's really talking about um, is I, I think Pollard's kicking is a real liability for them. He's only hitting 70 odd percent. He really needs to get that up. Um, his, his, his kicking from hand is fantastic, but his, his sticks kicking uh, isn't up there with the top teams. He's not um, up there with Sexton, with a Farrell, um, with a Lee Halfpenny. Uh, those teams nail their are all in there, sort of the high eighties. He's he, he's a quite a step behind them on that. Absolutely. So basically, we've got so we've got New Zealand, Ireland. That's sort of like the the favourites, and then you've got a group of South Africa, England, Wales. Um, you know, even even France has been playing some pretty good rugby this um, with these international windows. Um, Argentina, if they can play for eighty minutes, that's the. I think Argentina's problem is that they just. 
I don't know if it's a mental block or what, but they seem to be able to play very well for 60 minutes and then they just fall off in the last 20. If they um, can, in the next year or so, try and hit that nail on the head, then they, they could be quite dangerous as well. Yeah, I'm going to go with, with um, unbiased rugby's one who any of the top five teams could do it. Um, I say the, the, two, the two probables and then the three that could yep. are Wales, who, as I say, have um, put together an impressive set of results recently. Uh, they've won both their games in Argentina um, and then they went and then they've beaten, uh, um, got that big psychological hurdle of Australia off their back um, by beating mm-hmm. them. It wasn't pretty, but they got yep. them. They did the job. Got the job done. Got the job done. You've got an England side that, if they can get everyone fit, um, have shown that on their day they can cause people problems. Um, but they do have, um, I mean, they've beaten South Africa. They're going to beat Australia this weekend, I think. They came within a point of beating, beating New Zealand. They're one of those that can do it. But um, again, consistency and keeping all their players fit is their, is, is their big problem. Um, and um, the uh, and I think I, after those five, I think it's very much a matter of um, of, of, of unlikely. Let's let's talk let's talk Australia because they're the they're the sort of uh, uh you, you know this is their worst period for a very long time in terms of uh, the results that they're getting. Do they can they get back up there? Can they be competitive? Or is it mentally just too hard for them now at the moment? Um, so I would say they've got the players. Okay. Um, the but the the, um, the the problem really is that um, is that they can't uh, uh, is, is is getting them playing together at the moment. It's, it's not their um, uh, say. It's not their. It's not the, the issue. Isn't uh, around their their ability. It's about the the teamwork. Really, of um, of, uh, of of that. Oh dear, that means that, that means it's definitely a coaching issue, then, isn't it? I yes. Yeah, because I, I agree with you. I, I think that they've got the players to actually perform better than they are. Um, and the, but the problem with the coaching issue side is that um, whilst I think it's going to be there's uh, there's going to be issues around. Um, they're going to have a review at the end of this at the end of this tour because I don't think they've got enough. They, they've 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 won enough. Um, he's, he's won the games he was supposed to win, or was expected to. Uh, but I don't think they can afford, and I don't know who else would come in to replace him. To be honest, too short. The thing is that they can have a review, but you know it's too short a period for a new coach to come in and then try and turn it around um, before the Rugby World Cup starts. The, the the biggest issue is the fact that um, they they won't have enough games to be able to do it because the uh, rugby championship is going to be truncated as well and there's no um, uh, June internationals. Yep, and uh, when Checker came in, he came in before the November internationals. So um, when he took over from uh, Link, um, so that that's uh, it is a bit of an issue. Yeah, they, they've run out of time really to change. Um, yet, um, and Jack says Australia lacking depth in key positions. Yes, they are, um, but even so, they've still got better players than than the results and the performances. The in results, particular yeah. are, um, right. are, are are suggesting. Um, so, yeah, so I, yes, I think at the end of the day, I think you know, with Matt Tamua coming back, um, really the only 
issue for depth is for them is that halfback now. Um, I think with Tamoa there, first five covers fine. You know, at a, at a pinch, Kirtley Beal at first five, which they tried on the tour. But as I said, I, th- I think it's just the fact that they're not gelling. It's, it's the depth is an issue for halfback only. Yeah, I mean, that's the that's the main, the the the, the yeah the, the biggest. I mean, they their front five um, isn't necessarily uh, as, as strong as it as it could be or it should be. Um, to be honest, but yeah, I, I can't see them. Um, yeah, I, I, I can't see why they're they're performing as badly as they are. Yeah, uh, you know when you look at their um, you sort of like their front row when they get a tupo on and if they use him correctly, he's actually very. Um, I'm not going to say dev- devastating runner because he hasn't really sort of broken through a line and then um, and then run fifty meters type thing. But he gets them go forward ball nearly every time he um, is given the ball in the right parts of the field. Uh, if they use him correctly, he does give them a... So I think the front row is solid enough. The second row is probably what you'd call their weakest. But again, it's solid enough for them to, to for them to do the job to get quality ball for the backs. The back row is pretty much, you know, you've got a, a, a hooper. I was going to say pooper, but a, a hooper and a pocock. And um, and then they've got the the players that they've actually um, got coming through to finish off that back three are good. Yep. No, I so they they've definitely got the players, um, but uh, it's, it's it, yeah there are other issues going on there. Um, yep. And uh, losing I mean, the, the the scrum hasn't been as good since since Mario Desmond's left um, either, um, which is a problem. Now he's having he's also got scrum problems of his own over in over in Argentina, but yes. Um, there, there is that. For Scotland, um, they just don't seem to be able to play away from home, which is um, which is obviously disastrous for them. Uh, so yeah, because the uh, Rugby World Cup isn't being held in Scotland this year or next year. Um, <laughs> or the referee doesn't see the intentional knock on. The <laughs> <laughs> um, for... Probably, uh, sorry to our Scottish listeners. I don't want to open up any raw wounds again. Um, <laughs> The for um, for France, uh, it's just yeah, they're, they're kind of their their consistency um, isn't uh, isn't there, and it's not so much consistency. It's not not as in um, oh they're so mercurial. It's more as oh they're so awful um, side of things really, rather than um, rather than that. Um, and then Argentina just don't have a scrum. At the end yeah, of the that's that's amazing, really, isn't it? The fact that there's scrum. Um, the quality of their scrum has just gone backwards. Yep. Uh, you know, faster than their scrum goes backwards. So, which is um, which is which, oh, which is amazing. Um, and yeah, we're not going to bother going beneath them because yeah, no one else is going to be um, competitive. <laughs> so, which has been your best tier two side in the window this this season, this so far? Oh, it's tough call because you don't you don't necessarily see them also, but. Um, Japan have impressed when you look at the opposition that they've played against. Um, they've put some quality performances. The, 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 every game that they, they play is like they're playing, you know, helter-skelter rugby, and it seems to work for them. It's also a, a game plan that seems to um, upset their opposition, even their higher-profile opposition. Seems to sort of, <laughs> I don't know what happens, but 
yeah, the game just opens up and it works for Japan. And, and as in the opposition, you know, as I said, the higher profile opposition goes away from the, the structured approach that they might have. And, uh, Japan ends up scoring tries, which you just don't expect them to do. So Japan are there. I mean, USA sort of, I suppose. I haven't really seen much of Fiji, which I'd like to. Um, but that's about it. I, I personally, I'd just say Japan, really. I don't know. You're going to, you're going to sort of tell me I'm wrong. <laughs> I'm not wrong so much. Um, and obviously wrong. Um, but, um, <laughs> um, well, for me, I, the USA obviously beat Samoa by a single point. Um, and also, um, beat, um, uh, Romania. I think it was uh, pretty comfortably. So they've, they've got themselves two wins, um, which is, uh, which, which is pretty impressive. Um, the, I'm sure they got there at the wrong end of the, of a, of a, of a schlacking by the Maori All Blacks. Um, and they're going to have a hard time against the island this weekend, but hey, um, those two wins are pretty good. Um, Fiji, uh, have had a tough draw. So I mean, they, they got a big win. Uh, I forgot who they beat last weekend, um, comfortably. But before that, also they lost to Scotland. They got France coming up. So they've, they've, had a, they've actually got a very good schedule, um, but they're going to do. They're going to find it tough. Um, Georgia losing to Italy basically ruined their whole their whole window um, and their whole future. <laughs> um, and Tonga, uh, we need. Uh, they've again. They've had a couple of tough games. So for me, I've, it's been the USA have managed to continue what they what they showed us in in in, uh, in the June window for me is that they have impressed me. I was just sort of looking at the comment by Hayden and the obvious thing on top of Japan's performances is that they're going to be playing at home. So they will sort of um, add to their performance and um, sort of not maybe not quite grow an extra leg, but um, it's definitely going to have a lot of support behind them. And I think that'll add a few more points to the tally as well. Whether that helps them beat South Africa for a second time in a World Cup, I don't know. You don't um, tell me they don't meet in the draw and that sort of thing. I know. Um, <laughs> <laughs> um, they, they, they clearly don't, so don't meet in the draw. You are quite right. Um, the, because, um, South Africa have got Namibia, probably going to have Canada, Italy and, um, New Zealand. And you'd, uh, mm. you're talking about, um, them making it through to the, um, to the quarterfinals to face South Africa, uh, which I don't think South Africa will do, um, because South Africa, sorry, I don't think, um, not South Africa. I don't think Japan will do. Um, Japan have got Ireland and Scotland from memory, haven't they? Yeah, I think you're right. I think you're right. Was that a Freudian slip about South Africa not making it, dude? Uh, yes, probably. Um, yeah. <laughs> well, I'm trying to multitask. I'm trying to get Stephen on the call and um, I'm going to talk yeah. at the same time. I'm to, uh, this is why I need a producer and a director and a... Um, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and it's just like, well. yeah, we, we go fast forward to 2019 in Japan and South Africa's knocked out and you can come back to us. I saw that and I commented on it about <laughs> on my show. <laughs> um, and there, I mean, there's something uh, happening big off the pitch uh, this coming weekend, which is the uh, World Rugby Awards. Um, so have you, had, have you seen the uh, nominations for that? Um. No, I haven't, but I was actually thinking about that after Sunday because, um, with Ireland beating, beating the All Blacks, it sort of will definitely put a different spin on the awards and the nomination, and I'm guessing. Well, I'm, 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 I'm,
did do yeah. these games count? That's the big issue. Um, and I got a funny yeah. feeling these games aren't supposed to count. Um, but, but if the voting hasn't happened, they will. If the voting hasn't happened, they will. But I, I think they. I think the voting, as I say, I think the voting has happened. So that's kind of the problem. Um, and so our nominate the nominees for Player of the Year um, are Bowden Barrett, um, Fafta Clerk, Rico Iwani, Malcolm Marks, and um, Johnny Sexton. Now. If these games do count, Malcolm Marks' inability to hit the side of a barn during the England game basically ruled him out of, the, yep. of it. Um, yep. And uh, you've got to say, Johnny Sexton um, beating New Zealand has got to be has, has got to put him top of the tree. Absolutely. Um, no arguments for me, unfortunately, which makes it, you know, no, yeah, so, so, you need disagreement to have a discussion. <laughs> <laughs> but no, Johnny Sexton. Well, I mean, like as I say, if if it's after if voting's done after the um, after the uh, last weekend's game, then yeah, Johnny Sexton will probably pick it up. Just uh, sorry, just dragged a comment on screen. I didn't mean to. Um, the um, so yeah, I, I know a lot of people were pushing for Faf, but I think um, um, Sexton's uh, got to be. Uh, um, well, the difficult thing for Faf is the fact is that what we you know. Talked about back in the show, backing that truck up again. Beep, beep, beep. Um, and the fact that you know, Faf has been playing this game, not playing this game, playing this game, not playing. So it's been a harder to sort of gauge um, his performances in, in terms of this sort of um, award. Whereas when you've seen week after week of a Johnny Sexton or a um, Bowden Barrow or Rico or a, Mal- a Malcolm Marks even, and um, you know where you can sort of judge them, it's like. Hey, Faf plays against England, and how well you know some might not have gone so well doesn't help towards um, getting the votes. Yeah, like you've alluded to with Malcolm Marks not hitting the side of a barn. Uh, now, now we'll take we'll we'll step into the unknown. Yes, there um, you go. Women's fifteens uh, player of the year. Um, so we got uh, Pauline Bourdon, um, uh, Fiau Fama Lassie. Gail Lamet, Safi De Dei, and Jesse Tremelou. So four um, French ladies and uh, one all black. Uh, one black fern, sorry. Yeah. Um. I, I, I mean, like I didn't. I I'm a bit disappointed. I didn't see the game. Um, the black ferns game. I wasn't. I'm sorry, but I wasn't really going to wake up at two o'clock in the morning <laughs> to watch that one. Fred and. Um, oh, I haven't, yeah, so, um, because it was a cracking game. I saw the highlights, it's a cracking game. Um, and, but I don't know the French players to be able to comment, even though yeah. I saw the French game. You know what I mean? That's, that's the difficult part. Uh, those players, the fact that there's four French players would tell you that there is, that the French team are strong, and then they went and beat the uh, Black Ferns on the weekend, so they obviously are a very good team. Uh, and they've also uh, they also won the Six Nations this year. So I've got a funny yeah, yeah. one of one of the French ladies um, is, is going to win, as you say. Which one? Haven't got a clue. Perhaps it's the rock. Um, but uh, Black Ferns apparently dominate the um, World Sevens um, nominations. I'm trying. Oh, Portia Woodman's probably going to pick it up again, isn't she? Even um, with a broken leg. It's Achilles. Uh, Blyde won it last year. 
apparently. Um, Woodman yep. claimed it the year before. Um, oh, okay. The um, I'm trying to find where the actual list is. Um, so yeah, um, Michaela Bloride, Sarah Goss, and Portia Woodman are the uh, three nominees for that one. Uh, yeah, look, I think Blackfern will win that award. Yeah, and they've not been defeated in like over a year or something. It's been uh, they've, they've they've been very good. Um, unfortunately, there's not an easy list of um, uh, of, of, of all the um, of all the uh, of all the nominations. Unfortunately, I can find which is why I'm having to jump around here on my phone um, between which ones um, to, to see who's been nominated. I know Carl's been uh, nominated for the Emerging Players of the Year, um, but I'm not sure who who the other nominees are. Um, yeah, look, I mean, it was interesting. You, if you look at, let's look at Carl. Before um, Sunday's game, you said, "Yeah, he's he's a pretty good bet to be the um, breakthrough or emerging player, or whatever they're calling it these days, yeah. player of the year." Then uh, Tad sort of gave him a bit of a tickle up in saying that. Before Tad goes off, Carl actually did come back and steady the scrum. And in fact, towards the end of the first half, um, the All Black scrum was starting to put the Island scrum under pressure. The, so, um, yeah, no, I'm sort of thinking, you know, for a bouncer who's um, done started playing rugby for weight loss to come back and make the All Blacks, he's my breakthrough player of the year. Good blues lad that he is. <laughs> North Harbour boy that he is. Um, <laughs> on the grounds, actually, I haven't got a clue who the other players are that are nominated, um, unfortunately, because I can't actually, I've, uh, I've tried digging it out, but I can't. Uh, uh, yeah, I can't find it easily now. Um, so the, um, so yeah, no, I'm not sure who the uh, who the nominees are, but yeah, Carl, Carl would be a fantastic one because uh, you say how far he has come uh, in in the short amount of time. So breakthrough um, should be uh, um, should be Carl, I think, um, and uh, that kind of brings us. Does that bring us to? Have we got one more thing, or are we going straight on to? Uh, yeah. Um, so, which games are you looking forward to this weekend? Uh, Wales, Wales, Wheels, Wheels, Wheels versus South Africa, um, and and uh, England, Australia as well, actually. Um, to dance of the desperate for the coaches there. Eddie's probably in a slightly better pace now than he was before the um, game started, but um, still a little bit of a um, dance dance of the uh, desperate coaches there. Um, so uh, keen to see that England-Australia game. Um, last time Australia at Twickenham, basically their scrum just got smashed and blown to smithereens. So, um, and and I, I think they ended up getting yellow cards um, for the front rowers out of that game. So they were never going to win it last time. So I think their scrum will be stronger this time. Uh, whether the rest of their game can come together, as we've discussed earlier in the show, it remains to be seen, but that's one I'm looking forward to. And then obviously Wales, um, South Africa. Slight, for, for me, it's the, as I said, Wales have played. Don't let me comment on England or Australia. I've, I've got oh, so, so I thought you'd come back to it later. No, you go, you go. Go, you go. You, you've even <laughs> taken your white jersey off that you had on earlier in the day. I didn't have it on today. You know, I had it in the week. I know you, you, you wear the same, same t-shirt for, for like two weeks on the shop, but some of us get changed occasionally. Um, it's because I'm unemployed. Well, so am I. I'm, I'm unemployed as well. Um, but hey, I'm, I'm living. I, I pay for my rent, and then uh, that covers all my bills, so I can use as much electricity as I like. The um, anyway. 
Um, yeah, I mean, England Australia is is the obviously we we can always roll back to rewind back to the um, twenty fifteen Rugby World Cup as well, um, which was another reason for uh, England wanting to uh, get revenge. But um, they, they kind of got that as you say when they beat them four times in a trot. Uh, was it twenty sixteen? Uh, so that's um, you got to say that's that's probably out of their mind now. But and yeah, and Australia having lost, I say, for those four times on the three, three in Australia and two, and, and once in England um, to uh, join that, uh, uh, join twenty seventeen. That's got a, the revenge will be on their mind. But uh, but more than anything else, it's going to be: Do these players want Checker as their coach? If they do, they'll turn up and play. If they don't, then they won't. Because that's it's, it's that kind of level that they're at, aren't they? Really. Well, he, why didn't he bottle his speech from half-time in Argentina? <laughs> because shouting threatening to rip people's heads off only works so many times. You can't do that every single day. Yeah, well, yeah, but he's, he's still probably got a couple of more times he could use it. He's only used it once so far. <laughs> well, he's going to have to use it on, 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 on Sunday, I think, or Saturday, UK time. Um, yeah, I can't see England. I can't see Australia winning, but uh, I have got a poll, a Twitter poll out there. Um, currently, so go out on my Twitter poll and um, let me know your thoughts. By the way, my predictions video and post is up, so you can go check out Driving Mall Rugby Predictions um, and listen to me talk about all these games uh, and uh, my predictions for them. But, uh, yep, you're about to go and tell us all about Wales versus South Africa. Yes, I mean, like, we've had Wales sort of play Australia um, and then, forgot, my mind's gone blank. Who did they play last week again, sorry? Uh, well, they played Scotland and Australia. Then I think they played Tonga last weekend. Tonga, yeah, yeah, that's right. Tonga with the um, twenty-four seventy-odd scoreline. Yep. So you know, you've, you've the face that disjointed Australia, um, uh, Tonga for about fifty minutes. So you know, it'll be interesting to see where Wales is actually at when they play in um, vastly improving South Africa. So that's why I'm keen to see that. Uh, Obviously, to see, like what you're saying, hang on, I'm sort of thinking South Africa are on the up. Are they on the up playing Wales and what the result and how that game actually pans out will tell us uh, where both those teams are actually, in which direction they're actually going. Yeah, I mean, Wales sat third currently in the um, world rankings, um, South Africa fourth, fifth. Um, so if South Africa are rapidly rising, then that that's uh, that that will be one of the ones I need to win. Um, personally, uh, that's... Um, I think Wales at home. I say that they're on a very good run of, um, of, of games. Uh, I can't remember which uh, games they lost in the Six Nations, but they've uh, yeah they're on they're on a good, they're on a roll. Um, and I think actually Wales will probably uh, win that one. There are a couple of intriguing div uh, div two, a couple of intriguing tier two uh, matchups. Um, Georgia, 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 Georgia we'll be, on your we'll mind. Be, we'll be, we'll be um, finishing this call soon. Um, <laughs> Georgia versus Tonga. Um, because again, uh, Georgia trying to say they're, they're the top tier two team and, and should be in uh, Six Nations. So they need to be beating people like Tonga at home. Um, whereas Tonga and for me, uh, and convincingly, you're right. Well, Tonga for me are uh, definitely a rapidly improving Pacific Island team, uh, much better than Samoa. Um, Reckon? Uh, well, Samoa had to go through. Well, they beat Samoa to second place for qualification mm. for every World Cup. Um, Samoa got beaten by the USA, and uh, whilst they beat Namibia, I think it was. Um, uh, or, um, yeah, they're, they're Samoa are in a bit of a mess at the moment. Um, 
which will be interesting to see how they go against Spain this weekend because Spain it, it, got uh, yep, disqualified sorry. for ineligible players. <laughs> and and here's another interesting game. Fiji get to come up against their countrymen. What, France? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, no, I mean, there's, there's, there's a few games you just kind of like, yeah, what's the point in watching it? France, Fiji, that's going to be a France win. Ireland, USA, that's one direction. Um, Italy, New Zealand, yeah, I'll, I'll watch it basically because the All Blacks edition needs to have a post-match review. Um, but um, <laughs> but <laughs> otherwise... Put yourself out there, brother. Um, <laughs> Uso, Usi. So, uh, <laughs> but I will be, okay, so um, I will be getting up at four o'clock in the morning to watch England versus Australia. I will do a live post-match reaction to that game. Um, I will also be up live. I also watch the Wales South Africa game live, and I'll be on straight after the final whistle doing live post-match reaction to that one as well. Are you going to be up the, at four o'clock, Ashwin? Well, Italy versus New Zealand is actually a two o'clock kickoff off the top of my head. I won't be watching that one live. I'll watch, I'll watch, uh, I'll watch so, that briefly. <laughs> uh, how do you do your post-match on that one then? Well, straight I say, out, after a, straight after kickoff. The, no, no, the, the post-match of that will be done at. Like in the afternoon on Sunday, um, after I've watched the replay. <laughs> um, I'm home alone, so I might actually get up and watch that. Um, it'll lead New Zealand because that'll lead nice. It's it's going to be like all these two previous weekends. That'll lead nicely into uh, England Australia at four o'clock. Yep. Um, and then what do we got after England Australia? Was it Wales South Africa after that? Is it? So Wales South Africa is six twenty, I think. So we've got a, like a, like we've got a short win- a, a window for a short show um, between uh, between those two. Um, and uh, the which is um, and then yes and then uh, then, we, then we can go for as long as we like after Wales South Africa is uh, yeah it's, there's no point dialing in, dialing into Ireland United States or or France Fiji. <laughs> well, I'll be able to watch rugby without getting in uh, you know right up until however long I want to without getting into trouble this weekend. So yeah, six twenty is kickoff for. Um, Fantastic. Uh, so there you go. So yeah, straight through the night. Yes, who needs sleep? <laughs> you do. Dear <laughs> <laughs> oh, me. Well, the irony, I finally get a couple of, I get four days in a row of uh, uninterrupted early sleeps and late wake-ups, and uh, I'll be punishing myself by waking up and watching the All Blacks Italy game. Yeah, yeah okay. I, I, I will, I, I'll sleep through that one. I'll get, I'll get to the next one. Um Cool. Thank you very much for your time again, sir. We will be back. No here. We'll be back here tomorrow night to talk um, the All Black. Or actually, not back here. We're back on the All Blacks Edition channel for the uh, for talking about uh, uh, yeah about All Blacks. Um, we'll also round up the Maori All Blacks and the Black Ferns um, tours. Um, so don't forget to. Um, I'm going to wavy handy things now. Subscribe up there. Subscribe down there for the All Blacks Edition. Two videos there if you are still here, and that's all on the recorded version. Sorry, guys, who are watching this live. And that's not available there. And um, yeah, thank you very much for watching. Catch you all again next time.